welcome to Blunt and Vista, episode 71. I'm Andrew, and of course, when I say 71, we all think the same thing, don't we? <laughs> don't we, Ben? We sure do. And I'll let you say what that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, 71. The year... <laughs> the year that the final Apollo mission went to the moon. We stopped going to the moon. We gave it up. Everything's found, in Elon Musk's hands Can we seriously now. only do that for two years? I, I guess. My goodness. We oh, wait, no. I'm, I, think I've, I think I've read this wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> the last of the H missions. Put it into H. Oh, but those were the last <laughs> good ones. Yeah. When yeah. was the last time a person walked on the moon? Um, wait, did we only do it the one time or did other people no, say no, we did it? No, no, other, other, other people times. did it. It's just nobody cared. Apparently, things only happen to have, have to happen once and everyone's like, oh, we've seen a guy walking on the moon. <laughs> Show me that. a guy riding a dirt bike on the moon. Now I'm interested. <laughs> uh, and of course, Ben and I are joined by Theo. Hi, Theo. Hey. Hello. How are we? We are pretty good, I think. Are the you collective sp- we. Are you speaking for both of us? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> if you asking. could. Did you, um, did you go with the coffee, Andrew? Did you go with the second coffee or did you get some booze? No, I'm, I'm switching to booze now. I'm having my switching late night coffee booze. and I'm switching to booze. We'll Just see. the one late night coffee. We'll what see where that takes me. Two Just Irish coffees. I don't, I don't think the Irish coffee. That's oh, a bad just, time to me. It just doesn't taste good. I think that's the biggest problem with the Irish coffee. It's just not a good taste combination. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think all the times I saw it in movies, like when I was younger and stuff, you have, you have an image in your mind's eye that is like, mmm, a, a warming, rich thing that you're tasting. But for anyone out there who has just ever like put whiskey into black coffee or whatever, it just fucking sucks. Mm. It just sucks. It's not good at all. Like, I think you're meant to put it sugar in with it as well, like a fair bit. Well, maybe you are, but by that point, I might as well be like dumping. Up, you know, let's let's have like a Kahlua in a latte or something at that oh, point. You know, absolutely not. I, Although I would, maybe, I would genuinely rather. I would rather like um. I would rather a glass of Bailey's with espresso shot through it. I would rather an espresso martini. The the coffee booze drink. What about a I hot think? espresso martini? Just a boiling oh, hot espresso <laughs> martini. <laughs> so someone sets down like a, a, a thin stemmed steaming, steaming <laughs> espresso a glass martini. Too buddy. hot for you to touch. <laughs> they uh, they shake and pour it out of a thermos. <laughs> oh, I will dear. drink anything with whiskey added to it. If you were like, hey, slip some whiskey into this. And handed me whiskey. It doesn't matter what's in front of me. If it was a glass of orange juice, a bowl of cereal. Hey, you know what I reckon would fucking suck big time? <laughs> um, you know how people do the, the vodka watermelon? Oh, yeah. That, but with a, with a bottle of whiskey through the watermelon. <laughs> it was like slightly brown watermelon. All <laughs> <laughs> flesh is brown. It's, it's just kind of sour sucking. now. Uzo watermelon. <laughs> That's what I'm all about right now. <laughs> oh, imagine putting a uh, imagine like absorbing a bottle of black sambuca into your into oh, your watermelon. That's a flavor combination. It's I a feel catastrophe. Like, I feel like we've left black sambuca behind, and rightly so. It's a very nineties kind of drink. 
extremely 90s drink. I don't... Mm. Like, I think the... I just don't drink things now. I drink, like, beer and whiskey and bourbon, which is basically whiskey. And, I like, if someone's like, let's do shots of this crazy thing, I'm like, no, let's no. have yeah. a drink. Like, a normal... A drink that a person would have, I would love one of those if you can. Mm, I remember at my uh, bachelor party, a guy dragging me over to the bar and just being like, what is the worst <laughs> shot you have? He was just like, it, the, the question was like some, um, it, it, it sort of skirted the line between what is the strongest but also most unpleasant shots that you can make. <laughs> And it wound up being, uh, the, the acronym was ABC, and it was like absinthe and like the, 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 the million, the, the million <laughs> proof. Extra cum. Uh, the mil- Bacardi 151? Yep, yep. Yeah, the and, one that's um, like the only alcohol in Australia that comes with a, a flammable warning on because it's so high proof that it ignites via open flame near it. Yeah, so obviously you've got to mix that with absinthe. Yeah, um, and then the C is for cum, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sucks because is. it takes like you got to wait ten minutes for the drink. The guy just hunched over in the corner. He, he moves as far away from you as he can, but he's still working the bar. You know, he's the bar being his penis, his erect penis. <laughs> well, he's working his erect penis. And God forbid you order like four of them at once. <laughs> you were going to be there for so long. Everybody behind you gets so mad. He's good for the first two and then it's just like... <laughs> he tags out. He tags out. Yeah, but the second one takes way longer to make. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like we, we're really tapping the well of um, the worst drinks. Just the worst drinks. See, I, I got the worst shot in the world on my bachelor party, but I was already... Someone shot you in the stomach. <laughs> with a big gun. I'm 44. In the street. Uh, no, it was at the Manor Bar. Um, oh, you fucking dork. Look, I had no... <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't me, all right? I, I didn't have control of where we were going. Oh. We were, it was one of many non-nerd-related places. Oh, for was, sure. Holy shit. Like, I just... For non-Brisbane... <laughs> listeners like you can't understand how bad mana bar no, you is. can't you can understand how bad the mana bar is it's yahtzee's bar i mean that's a good start oh my god really yeah okay like, so and and again just for context for anyone out there <clears throat> if, if you've if you've never seen it a website called the escapist has uh, a series of video game reviews he's a british guy, a guy that talks yahtzee. really fast and hates everything Yep, zero punctuation they're called because he talks so fast. But like, so the bar was, well, it's a video game bar. Everything's themed with a pop culture reference, which is fucking fine, right? But That's the world was, we live in. We get it. It was you know. bad even for that. Like, it was just a horrible <laughs> space to go into. It had four TVs with consoles set up on them, one tiny bar, and maybe like eight stools in the entire venue. And no one would move off a console once they got them. No, absolutely but not. also, no one would socialize with you. So, you'd be like, oh, cool, you're playing this game. And they'd just be like, mm-hmm. See, I, I went to a place like this in Canberra. And it was a very similar experience where, like, you, you hear the theory, like, 
gaming-related place. Hey, we're all nerds. We all love this stuff. This will be lots of fun. Yep. We can play yep. Tekken against each other. Oh, in fact, this is where I met a friend of the show, A Big Bag of Keys, who you may know on Twitter. Beautiful man. Beautiful beard. Uh, do we? Does he get kisses? Um, I don't want to give them out if it's... He's not, he's not a wife. No, I'm going to give he's him not one a as a freebie. Oh, okay. Special treatment there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of these places and similar experience where I got there and was like, oh, cause I think, I think in your head when somebody says, oh, a place where you can like play video games and there's booze and stuff. In my mind, I go, oh yeah, a couple of arcade cabinets, uh, some pinball machines, something like that. And I get there and again, like you're saying, there's just like four TVs. With, with various, like, there's, like, a fucking Steam box on one and, like, a, a Nintendo something with one of the Smash Brothers games on it, the Super Smash thing, whatever. Um, and, like, one with, like, fucking FIFA on it. Cool. And then, and then along one wall, there's just multiple consoles all in a row or, like, just screens on the wall all in a row with controllers on them that all have just, like, Fortnite on them. So there's people huh. just like standing in a venue with blasting music. Oh, so this is like now. Yeah. Jesus, I thought they'd all died out. Well, with any luck, this one will shortly. Because <laughs> like it, it was just that real difference between, um, you know, I, I know that um, uh, a friend of ours, Ben, another Ben, um, runs some venues in Brisbane and like uh, the new Netherworld newish netherworld that i would really like to get to at some point there's a whole bunch of arcade games and pinball machines and all that sort of shit the thing is like it's also a good bar like it's a bar that you would go to to drink to which a lot of these places have not done yeah yeah um yeah no this this other place was also the kind of um was also the kind of place where they they have like you know two fucking terrible beers on tap and just shit drinks and everything is the absolute bog standard a bad bars kind of liquors behind the counter and all that sort of stuff well can i say that i the one thing that i do remember from my box night um was uh that they serve red versus blue shots <laughs> oh boy. and they are 12 dollars each and it's grenadine and Whatever the it's blue garbage. fucking thing is, it, whatever it is, what's the blue thing? Blue. Um, uh, I, I can't pronounce it. No one can pronounce it. Chartreuse. It's definitely not chartreuse. That's not chartreuse. It's spelt uh, like curacao. Yeah, but I but I, just but feel I don't like know I'm wrong. It. Yeah, me too. Me too. It is a lesser Antilles island in the southern Caribbean Sea. Nope. How the fuck do you pronounce this? <laughs> Computer. That's right, folks. 1971, the year the <laughs> Queensland Premier Joe Bielke peterson declared a state of emergency in order to allow the South African Springboks football team to play. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland, the most racist state. Do you think uh, you guys hold that title corruption. or what? Yeah, we got that. I mean, in this... Oh, that's interesting. The name of the island, it's an S sound. Curacao. Uh, Curacao. So, look, if if you know how to pronounce this, folks, don't please correct us. <laughs> well, do us a big favor and don't just write into the show with it in its written form that we can't <laughs> can't figure it out. 
Uh, please record a Curuso. video of yourself. Curious Curuso. Curuso. No, cu- with a. It's not a Q. It's a. It's not a diphthong. Hope that helps. Hmm. Now I'm thinking of um, David Curuso from NYPD Blue. I think that's what his his family. I was from thinking there. that too. <laughs> really? Yeah, nope. absolutely. Oh. But it's it's spelled totally differently. Caruso. Yeah, that's where his family comes from. Uh, oh, they're all Dutch Caribbean people. <sighs> Welcome to Buena Vista. The podcast about <laughs> podcast about <laughs> the origins. Think of something family, quickly. <laughs> the origins of the family of beloved actor from NYPD Blue, David Caruso. He was also uh, had a small part in the Bruce Willis flop Hudson Hawk. Oh, yeah. guess he won't be attending that hat convention in July. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great <laughs> film lines of all time. Oh, and it's what like are doing. Are you doing? It's like um, dubbed in in post. That line isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. Are you doing Hudson Hawk at um? Uh, as a two-bit? I probably yeah. should in the future. I just don't know what Man. I'd pair that with. It's such a singularly odd movie to exist. Oh, you got to pair it with another, with another like, weird 90s freak out thing, like... Um, Preferably with Andy McDowell in it, who yeah. I love. Well, you've, you've probably already done the Super Mario Brothers. Yes, movie. I sure have. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking something of a similar vintage of, of 1990s um, extremely weird vibes blockbuster that shouldn't exist the pest oh i this is like an ongoing battle between <laughs> several friends of the two-bit event trying to convince me to put the pest on and i just can't do it it makes me so angry just thinking about it what about um, the opening sequence of that movie alone so is the good. single most obnoxious thing in history yeah it's so good oh. <laughs> um have you have you already done the um, the 1990s Judge Dredd movie? No, but I can't because it is like two hours and ten minutes long. Really? Yeah, it's oh. a long fucking movie. I always forget. Uh, I was literally just looking at it in my VHS shelving thinking, I might watch that when I go to bed tonight. Hmm. It no. is wonderful despite the presence of Rob Schneider. It's a surprisingly passable Rob Schneider in that movie. It's not the worst Rob Schneider. Hmm. And I don't know what the best Rob Schneider... No, no hang well, on. What's the worst, what's the worst Rob Schneider? Why did I think Schneider? it was so long? It's absolutely not that long. Fuck, I will do that. Are you thinking of like the Criterion director's cut of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Judge only Dredd. watched the Criterion version <laughs> of Judge Dredd. So, what's, are, you, are you asking what's the best Rob Schneider? Yeah, no, what's, what's the, the worst? Least? What's the worst Rob well, Schneider? The worst no, no, no. Is... Hold on, hold on. Are we, are we talking about the... As in just the least objectionable... Yeah, like one where he's in the movie and you're not fucking furious about it. Uh, he's, like a he's French drama. The the bellhop in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, okay, well, one where he's the star. Jeez, oh, you turned that one around quickly, didn't you? Well, I, I think when I yes, say well, Rob Schneider he's, movie... He's, well, he's certainly not the star of Judge Dredd. He's, he's comic relief, if anything. So he's not the star of that many movies, is he? No, and the ones that he is... Um, Let's not, you know, he's the star of movies like Big Stan, a 90 minute long prison rape joke. Uh, so, you know, probably probably won't be putting that one on. Folks, Ben hosts a, uh, a movie night in Brisbane. If you happen to be in Brisbane, 
Look up the Two Bit Movie Club. A bunch of get on uh, down there. yeah, I might friends do that at show. some point. Yeah, fucking come to one, you dick. Uh, a bunch of friends of the show have, have come to these now, and it's been uh, it's been lovely every time. Hmm. Um, we do we do actually have some VHS related questions for you, Ben. Oh, I, I'd love to answer them. <laughs> this evening's show. Um, I'll tell you what, let's take one now. Let's just take one right now from a friend of the show, Fingerless, who asks, uh, my question is for Ben. Well, fuck That's you. Jeez. Thank you very much. It's nice to be noticed. <clears throat> what does he make of the limited edition VHSs that JB Hi-Fi is wheeling out? And uh, how many copies of Chud has he bought back since he ran to his local JB and back at super speed while this question began? Well, they're not actually VHSs though, right? Aren't they just... They're VHS cases with like a DVD or a Blu-ray inside. Is oh, that? Are they real? I mean, if they are actual tapes, I might go and buy them. So, fucking googling JB Hi-Fi VHS as we speak. See, I, I was curious about this question because I wondered if you might feel similarly about this as I do about vinyl, because um, you collect VHS like a like a madman with your redundant technology, and I collect vinyl like a connoisseur, a smart investor in the future. Sure. But, <laughs> but uh, there is a parallel here where, like, JB Hi-Fi sells vinyl, but they sell, like, you know, vinyl reissues of classic albums and shit, so that, yeah, you know... You see, I'm fine with that, the vinyl one, because it's not about when it was made... It's about the quality of the pressing and the quality of the artwork and the whole thing. Like, I don't fucking care if my copy of fucking whatever albums I have were pressed yesterday or 20 years ago. If it sounds really good and it looks really nice, I am happy with that record. Yet you buy VHS, which was made like 25 years ago and looks and sounds like shit. Yeah. Well, that's because there's a different thing about them. Like... VHS cases looked fucking amazing in the 80s before they had to have, like, ratings classification on them so the artwork takes up, like, the whole box and, like, they generally are a little bit shitty because they were just pumping these out so there's all these little weird quirks and stuff to them. You get a bunch of weird trailers at the start so it's like a little snapshot of the time that it came out. You know, you get, like, all the weird little artifacts of how old it is sort of when it was released makes a huge difference with what you get. Whereas I don't think that's true with records. See, I I disagree in that. Um, like the the only the only sort of new vinyl that I own, or yeah, stuff stuff that isn't secondhand, is either vinyl releases from you know some independent artist that I wanted to support by buying their thing, um, or the beautiful vinyl that. Um, the record label Italians Do It Better sells, um, sure. which is the, well, it's the record label owned by um, Johnny Jewell, who is the guy behind like um, the Chromatics and Glass Candy and like, he did all, like he chose all the songs for um, the Drive soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's got a whole bunch of bands and stuff and they release this extremely beautiful vinyl. Um and it's surprisingly affordable. You know, it's like 30 bucks for a really nice two-disc, two, um, like two-toned, double-dipped, crazy 180-gram things or whatever. He's also a fucking psycho, which rules. 
Um, <laughs> he does, he does stuff like the. He he puts out like whole albums that are just like you know a, a two hour long instrumental soundtracks to a movie that doesn't exist kind of thing. Um, and he had been advertising one that was going to come out for quite a while, and then they just stopped talking about it. And at some point, um, somebody released a statement because people kept asking about it. And they said, uh, yeah, um, these albums were all pressed and ready to go and in the warehouse and everything. But because this is 100% Johnny Jewel's business that he owns and he makes all the music and he's in charge of everything, he decided that the album was flawed. So he went to the warehouse and destroyed them all himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a boss move. Um, anyway, anyway, getting off track. Other than that, though, all the vinyl that I buy is like secondhand from like op shops or record stores or whatever. And I, I tend to get stuff that like I haven't heard before or haven't heard of or haven't actually listened to. I, I tend to use it as a like discovering music I haven't listened to before because generally speaking, if you put a record on, it's less effort to just let the whole record play than it is to go, I'm going to skip this song. Um, whereas like the whole JB type thing of going, hey, you can come down here and pay 40 bucks for like a completely clean repress of Back in Black. It's like, cool. But if I want to listen to fucking Back in Black, I can just pull my phone out and instantly be streaming it in perfect quality probably remastered or whatever i don't know i don't i, I kind of don't get the point anyway besides anything else <laughs> the things they're selling at jb are fucking blu-rays yeah uh blu-rays blu in a vhs style case which yeah i'm not like i don't think that's awful they look kind of nice and like i still buy blu-rays uh because i really like how blu-rays look but because i don't like how blu-rays and dvds generally look on display they're hidden away shamefully in a plastic tub somewhere in my house so oh you don't have one of those cool racks to display your media oh well i mean i have several bookcases to display my tapes but uh otherwise no <laughs> so they are of no use to me those the vhs case re-release things but i sanction anyone else's enjoyment of them what stupid shit do you collect, Theo? He doesn't like spending money. No, I Ooh. hate spending money. That's the that's the answer. I was looking around. I was literally looking around my room, going, "Nope, nope." Your no, empty just, room. It sounds like you collect money. Empty room. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the most capitalist <laughs> thing to collect. He collects having um, no, a, a beautiful deck attached to his home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. Um, no, I do. I have about nine records. That's probably enough for one person. I have like five PS4 games. I've just finished Titanfall 2, so I can post that to any listener that would uh, like to it. play. There you go. It's, sorry, I'm just updating the original posts. <laughs> this item's now being claimed. Well, I did uh, turn on my PS4 the other day and saw that um, Theo had earned many trophies in Titanfall. It's, it's so. so good. If you haven't played Titanfall 2 yet... The single player mission. I don't play anything multiplayer. That's that's show law. Um, <laughs> it's it's so good. the The single player campaign is absolutely flawless. Um, and then, so I've been trying to do because because when I um, 
when like Caitlin moved in with me, I had the 360 and I had the PS3 and I had like 4 million games and they all went in like 10 big plastic tubs to EB uh. and I went, ah, never again. Um, just stacks of shit that I was never going to play. So I'm trying to like finish games and, and then like give them, give them away at the end sort of thing. I'm just living in the digital world now, baby. I'm just buying things online. Just downloading them straight to my fucking thing. Although, although that's it. Um, I did see a thing online recently where somebody was uh, loudly complaining on the internet about um, a, a movie they had bought on the Apple store and they had purchased a film. And then they went to watch it, and they just got a thing saying, ah, this item is no longer available in the Australian Apple Store. And I said, uh, uh, but I paid a full price for this movie, and I thought I owned it now. And they um, spent a while, like, writing to Apple and trying to get them to actually respond to them. And eventually somebody did reply and said, um... Ah, yes, you are quite right. Well, that has been removed from the Apple Store in Australia and is no longer available, so I have credited your account with a free rental. Thank you and goodbye. And so this gig they've got going on. So this person paid like fucking 30 bucks for a license of a movie or whatever, and they went, ah, you're right. Well, just to update you on that situation, it's gone forever, but if you would like, you can borrow (laughs) one of our movies for 12 hours. One time. It's uh, so, so funny how we've been, like, gypped into just paying for, like, to hold intellectual property for a tiny amount of time. Just temporarily. It's not Some yours. Some amount of time. Yep. I mean, like, I'm I'm fine with that with, you know, games and shit like that. I would, I would far rather n- never pay for, like, the theoretical license of a movie or something like that and just pay subscriptions to some streaming services and watch what is on them um, sure. for, for that exact reason like it's not only is it insane to me that people did and still do pay like 30 bucks a pop for new blue dvds and blu-rays and shit like that and just stack the stuff up in their houses it's also insane to me that anybody would go on one of those services and just go oh it's movies out better pay 20 bucks for i mean a copy i can like make Hero case Six. for buying something that you're going to watch over and over and over again, right? So buy Blade Runner on Blu-ray or whatever. That that's that's fine, right? But like somewhere you know probably like at least 3 or 4 doors down from me in the, in this neighborhood, somebody owns like the longest yard. <laughs> oh, the remake Man. on DVD Fucking. in a shelf somewhere not far from here. Oh, going into op shops that. and looking at the Blu-ray section is amazing. Because, like, they're full of Blu-rays now. It's actually a fucking great way to buy Blu-rays if you're into it, because op shops will have them for, like, three bucks, and there'll oh, always be yeah. some good movies in there. But, like, people will get, like, fucking knocked up on Blu-ray. Just like, you know what? I want to <laughs> see every single pore on Seth Rogen's nose. Every, every single pore of that baby's head as it's being... Pushed uh, out of uh, the fake vagina. It's hmm. just like the things that I've seen. Where out, I'm of, like, out, I of, out of hated actress Catherine Hegel's vagina. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> I will say though, on that front, that um, wife of the show, my wife Elna, and I were watching um, 
classic movie Weird Science the other day, um, in which two teenage boys use a computer to create a living sex doll for themselves. Um, very normal stuff. Got a uh, got Bill Paxton with a great flat now, top. Weird Science, you said. <laughs> got the uh the beautiful kelly lebrock british supermodel and a one-time wife of steven seagal which is just grotesque huh. to think about <laughs> always learning something yep. Yep. on this show yep and then uh she divorced him uh and accused him of beating the shit out of her all the time so just just in case you weren't convinced that steven seagal's a big piece of shit it, and you were saying that you like his movies Oh, no, I'm fascinated by them. It's different. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, weird Science. So, we were watching that in beautiful HD. And like you said, you can see all of everybody's pores and all that sort of stuff. And we were sort of remarking on how different it is. Or you, you get this completely different lens now watching a movie like that in HD. Because you can actually see shit. You can see, like, what's printed on the mug that's sitting on the desk in the background. You can, like, read all the posters on the walls. All that kind of shit. And I I also find it kind of interesting to see, like, um, act- actors at different ages and stuff like that. And actually being able to see stuff like what their skin was like, you know? It's interesting to watch something that, that you would have, like, watched a whole bunch of times on VHS as a kid. And then watch it now and go, no, oh, this actually looks different in this quality. Uh, so that's why I bought The Longest Yard and Knocked Up on Blu-ray. <laughs> but I had to sell them to, the, <laughs> had to take them into the op shop because sure. running out of space well, in my trash. house. Hmm. What's that you were saying there? Oh, you started saying, saying something and then you didn't... Yeah. No, he's just oh, calling just it trash. He's just saying it's trash. That, that one man's trash. One man's trash um, is, is just trash. One man's trash. One one man's trash. One man's trash eventually becomes the landfill's trash. I think is the way that goes. Yeah, sure. I think that's that's another slightly one, good one argument for trash not. Is another man's also trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, hey, here's an article from the news. Hey. Yeah, from we the, we have to news. at least like pay a cursory Pre- eye to pretend it, right? Pretend that we <laughs> that we're interested <laughs> in the news. Um, all right, but this isn't, this isn't going to be like real news. Okay. Um, here's an article from the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Cunts. The Absinthe Bacardi 151 <laughs> Cum Corporation. Yes. Yes. Uh, hundreds of social media thrill seekers charged over high-risk activities each year. Um, and of course, it turns out that this takes place entirely in Queensland. This article says, more than 250 people a year are being charged in Queensland for taking dangerous risks, with many arrested after posting their stunts on social media. Queensland police figures obtained by the ABC show 1,386 offenders have been charged in the past five years for acts deemed as, quote, unregulated high-risk activities, (laughs) such as base jumping and skydiving off buildings. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, criminal lawyer Bill Potts has represented some of the offenders and said that this type of, quote, boastful behavior made enforcement easier for police. Quote, they're not just merely risking their life. Oh, wait a minute. 
That's not what he's saying. More often than not, they're wearing helmets that have a GoPro or similar cameras on them, and the police have to do very little more than produce the evidence that they have filmed themselves. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect crime. The perfect crime. So, like, I was reading this and going, oh, yeah, some people jump off bridges, whatever. And um, then I was, like, looking at some of the clips that are attached to this thing, such as um, the 26-year-old Chinese rooftopper Wu Yongning. Rooftopper? That's in quotes. Is that my cat or someone else's cat? It's not mine. Because I don't have making one. all this damn noise. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a video on this thing of... So, it's got rooftopper in, in inverted commas there. I'm assuming that's how this young gentleman referred to himself. And it's got him just like standing on the very edge of like insanely tall buildings mm, and hanging no, off... You. Hanging off the side and doing, like, pull-ups and stuff and nope. all well, that you, kind of you thing. You don't like heights, do you, Thea? Not good to me, uh, being up high. Hmm. What is good to you? Being on the floor <laughs> right. uh, in the middle of a completely empty room <laughs> with no on the sound. Ideally at room temperature. Well, I mean, every don't, room don't is... Don't you it? fucking don't. <laughs> I don't need this shit from you. Goes on to say, uh, YouTube prankster Luke Irwin faced court in Brisbane earlier this year after uploading a video of himself jumping off the Goodwill Bridge. Oh, yeah, I remember that. What's uh, uh, as in, not as in I saw it, I remember when that happened. Mm. Remember the ruckus. Despite being fined 1,200 clams for the stunt, Mr. Irwin addressed the media outside court and encouraged people to subscribe to his YouTube channel. <laughs> He was doing what I believe was called some shit like the salmon challenge, which was where these fuckheads, if one of their friends was like, salmon, and they were near a body of water, they had to jump into it like they were a salmon leaping out and back into the water. Oh, perfect. his mate did that to him. I mean, he filmed it, so it was staged, obviously, but like, while he was on the Goodwill Bridge, uh, and then cops saw him jump in and were like, hey, you can't do that. So, um, so yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, nanny state, nanny state always trying to come down on everyone. And then I just caught this little paragraph. Um, in July this year, American thrill seeker Jackson Ko was found dead at the base of a building in New York. While 26 year old Chinese rooftopper Wu Yongning also plunged to his death after falling from a 62 story building oh, in November. Shit. I'll tell you what, folks, 62 stories is a long time. It's a long time to think about what's going on. <laughs> like, Theo, do you want to crunch the numbers there real quick? Human you, uh, body, what's uh, 62, that's... Well, 62 floors is like 150 metres. What am I crunching here? Uh, <laughs> you're crunching <laughs> the uh, average long, weight of a human body, take? the rate of acceleration. If you, and if the, you right, well, the rate of acceleration is, is totally separate from weight. The weight doesn't come into it. Well, 1.81 meters per second. If you could figure out what second. the average weight of a 26-year-old Chinese rooftopper don't, is. Don't oh, need no, to do the weight. It's not part of it. It's independent. You're, you're absolutely right. But, sorry, the size of his body will affect the wind resistance as he falls. That's, mm. that's true. And I don't how do we have gauge, access to How do we gauge the terminal velocity of this young man? Oh, I think you can... He would not have hit terminal velocity before he hit the ground. Although he did hit a terminal velocity because he fucking died. (sighs) Yeah. Um, What a way to go, folks. You got to think. You got to think that like... So he's, he's slipped or whatever. He's lost his grip. 
he has begun to fall. Probably been falling for a couple of seconds, and he's had enough time to think, well, you know, this was bound to happen. Like, so he's probably had like, do, do you think, do you think he would be like five like, or six seconds, right? I, I, surely a bit longer than that for, oh, no. Well, because yeah, it's like, basically... But we're, we're talking like six, one Mississippis, you know, to really let that sink in. But um, I, it just really makes me wonder whether, like, whether the thoughts in your head at the time would be like, you know, oh my God, what is, what is happening? What can I do to stop this thing? My life is flashing before my eyes. Bang. Or would you be thinking like, boy, is my face red. <laughs> Like, I would. There would, there would have to be like I some party that was like, I should have seen this coming. I, I, I honestly don't think panic. you'd be able to gather it into like words or a sentence. No, I think it would just be like primal screaming. Just one long oh fuck. I think you would have one horrifying, overwhelming realization, and then you'd be dead. I think you would just be like, oh, that's what. Oh, oh, dead. Whoopsie Daisy. That's well, fucking terrifying to me. That's like my one of my the biggest fears I have is just that that moment of knowing that you're about to die and that's about and there's nothing you can do about it. That scares the fucking shit out of me. So I definitely want my death to be like just completely out of nowhere. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Like I want no notice. I want to be capped in the back of the head. I want someone to wait until I'm sleeping. At the age of 85, uh, put a gun against the back of my head and they're just, bam, straight in there. Getting a little greedy there, 85, jeez. Well, yeah, I think with the advances in modern science, uh, we could still be quite vital for a while. So, uh, we, we asked for questions <laughs> and we got a million questions. Should we just start hooking into them? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Theo? Are you just taking some notes about exactly how Ben wants to be shot and where and when? Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are, you, um, are you doing that maths for us? I, I am, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. I'll give you about <clears throat> six seconds on yeah. the way down, assuming, oh, the, assuming the, uh, that it's 180 meters. Is that the number that I gave? It was the number was, that you gave. It was five, you six seconds, you said. Incredible yeah. intuition for how long it will take to fall... Uh, 65 stories That's the thing I've always said about you Ben I think about it very frequently It's always on my mind That's how like if Yeah if I If I had to kill myself though for some reason I would totally want to jump off Like a skyscraper out of the plane I had a good thought to me I had a very long conversation with a friend of mine This afternoon about that and we arrived that there's basically No good one Because the Either you're basically choosing between your death being unpleasant for you and your body being unpleasant for the people that'll find it. Like all the good quick ones, you're causing a fucking hell of a mess. And like even overdosing on pills, you'll like vomit and shit yourself and stuff. And like no one wants to walk in on you and be like, oh, oh," you know, you want a nice clean corpse. I mean, there is a way to have both a quick, um, quick way out and leave no trace. Um, I mean, first you're going to want to have, be the pilot of 
um, flight MH370. (laughs) (laughs) On a certain fateful day. (laughs) So the solution is to be shut down by Russian rockets somehow. That was MH17. Uh, I assume any plane that goes missing is due to rockets fired by people. Russian military forces in an illegal paramilitary incursion into Crimea? Yes. Uh, It doesn't matter where the plane goes down. That's what's done it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. No, um, my my wife says that um, she she knew that she loved me when I was telling her how I would ideally kill myself <laughs> in order to scar as many people as possible. Yeah, we might actually be going for very different things here with our. <laughs> this is, no, I don't think this is good. No, no, I'm like, well, it's like you're saying, Ben. You know, you could have somebody walk in and find find your body and have it all be very serious, um, or you could do something like. Go up to the top of the building in the CBD and hook like a, I'm thinking a, th- a thin length of strong wire, you know, something piano wireish, but you want it to be long, right? I feel you like maybe be, for the first time roughly- ever, we should put a content warning on this episode. I, I feel like this needs to be rewound. And, uh, Do you want just a long bleep? Sort it out. A long bleep over this. If Effectively, yes. Hmm. Hmm. What I'm saying is you want to pop that head off halfway down, right? But you've also pulled the pin from a grenade that shoved down the front of your pants before you make the leap. I'm following. (laughs) Ideally, ideally a head pops onto the sidewalk first. People look around and they freak out. Then a body hits the ground. Everybody really starts to freak out. And then the body vaporizes, covering everybody in the street. You want a sort of uh, a similar scenario where all those times they've tried to blow a whale corpse up? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, let's let's tidy this mess up. I really love that this is something that has happened more Many than times. once throughout yeah. history. It's yeah. so good. It's not the whale incident. It's a series of whale explosion incidents. I wonder if you could ask in your will for that to be... You know what? You could ask... <laughs> Uh, it is not a legally binding thing what they do with your body. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, just like just take me, take me out to the beach, vaporize me, blow me up the, like uh, human, whale style. The like typical human reaction to the question, "Do we need more dynamite?" Yes. Is always well, probably. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, well, do, do I, you I mean, want it done it, or do you want it done gonna, It's not going to hurt. Wasn't that kind of the problem with one of them was that they didn't use enough because it just split it apart and sent it everywhere instead of like vaporizing it? Yeah, but then there's also the ones that like send dolphin guts like, like six blocks away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck that. I remember reading one of them, the radius for how far away they found stuff was like an unbelievably high number, like 50Ks or something of just like... Mm. Holy fuck, where did this come from and why has it smashed the windshield of my car? Uh, but by the way, um, if you are bored and you're looking for something to read, please go and look up the, the Halifax um, explosion. Um, do you guys know about this one? Uh, not by name, no. So, um, it was a cargo ship carrying um, ammunition in uh, Halifax Bay, um, I believe that was in like southern Canada. 
So wait, do you um, want people to look read it? Or you yeah, yeah. Can but, tell them uh, anyway, anyway, so the, so they collided with this other boat in like this very slow, comical kind of Austin Powers ish. <laughs> Uh, collision. I bet it wasn't comical to the people that died, Theo. No, it it wasn't. Uh, and then the <laughs> boat the boat blew up, um, vaporizing so much water that the bottom of the harbor became visible. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! The anchor was found like fifty kilometers away <laughs> of this huge boat. It leveled the town. Um, absolutely. Just, what the fuck? Just nuked the town. Go, go and look it up. It's it's just the best article on Wikipedia. I guarantee you. Huh. That is insane. So here's our first mind. question. <laughs> here's, here's the first question. Uh, from second, actually, we had the first one before. Lover of the show, Divex Ooh. Greg uh, says, "Please give three cheers for Theo." Then both say something about him that you admire. Um, oh. right, I'm, I'll, well, I'll lead it off, Ben. Sure. Hip, hip, hip. Hooray. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. 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 No, no, we're not. That part is not happening. <laughs> uh, what, what I love about Theo is his swollen brain. Overflowing with so many numbers. So many numbers. It hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just pressing on the outside. Constant headaches. My gums are bleeding. Numbers Mm-mm. spilling out. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, you're so welcome, buddy. Uh, um, what I love about Theo mm. uh, is the the little shit-eating grin that he does when he <laughs> said something that he knows is insanely funny and... <laughs> He's trying to play it off like it's not that big of a deal, but he can't because he's simultaneously trying to hide his face and look at your face to see your reaction. Uh, it is truly wonderful, and it's usually when he's said something incredibly shitty. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's one of my favorites of your mannerisms. Uh, you can take that to the bank. Thank you, Ben. Huh. Let's see uh, what else we got here. We've got... Uh, Got a question from friend of the show. Let me see if I'm pronouncing this right. Oh, Lucy no. Valentine. Oh. Lucy Valentine. Uh, Luce Valentino. <laughs> Luce Valentine. Who, for the record, is, is. a patron of the show. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling her. I'm like. Me too. I'm like, you know that like Patreon takes fees out of that. PayPal processes it all and everything. You'd be better off. She's at a loss for sure. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Just trying to bump up the numbers. Uh, co-host and friend of the show, Lucy Valentine. Who is currently uh, both slamming and getting slammed, I think we oh. would say. <laughs> okay. At the moment. Okay. I don't think she would disagree with this characterization. Lucy is or has or whatever, however the fuck time works, um, moved... <laughs> Moved temporarily to Hawaii. That's right, folks. The island. She's moved Hawaii. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so, we're going to, you know, we're just going to try and figure out how to synchronize our schedules. Like, we're trying to line up all of our periods. And uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll get Lucy back on here. I'm sure it won't take too long to figure out. I think, I think though, from, from my perusings of it, she's going to have to stay up late. That's what it sounds like to me. 
um, which is good because it means if we had to do it the other way and make Theo stay up late, it'd be trouble. Mm-hmm. You'd have a cranky Theo. Mm. Anyway, the question from Lucy is, uh, what is your favorite quality about Lucy? Oh. See, this is tough Lucy. because I, I've spent roughly a Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours with Theo uh, and no time with Lucy. Hmm. I feel like she's the mystery of the podcast. I have yeah. met her once. Me too. But a long time ago. So, um, nobody's, nobody's very forthcoming here. Well, I, I'm thinking. I love. I appreciate uh, that she is an agent of chaos. <laughs> I love uh, Lucy's Pauline Hanson impersonation. Oh, sublime. Mm, her willingness to continue with IBS jokes, even though she has inadvertently cured her own IBS. What? How did she do what? that? She got um, she got like different medication for something completely unrelated, and it just cured her IBS. Wow! Wait, the IBS was real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fully real. Very much. Huh. Which is why I was always like, "Why do you eat a pizza for dinner every night? A big cheese pizza <laughs> for dinner every fucking night?" Did I know this when we started doing it, or have I just? Have I... you just been bullying her the whole time? Yes, you have. Wow. Huh? How about that? Uh, but it's fine now. It's fine now because it's cured. So I, I think I might. That'll probably be my thing. I really like that she has allowed herself to be repeatedly bullied <laughs> for having IBS. Uh, what hmm. a champ. Hmm. All right. And uh, nothing from Theo. Okay, moving on. He, he was the first. What? He said Who? the Agent of Chaos thing. Oh, come on. It said she was mysterious. That's true. She was mysterious. I, feel, I don't feel like she would appreciate any kind of sincerity. Hmm. So True. She'd be even more uncomfortable with it than you are. Oh, I doubt that. But <laughs> Friend of the show, Roland, says, I saw a tweet about this and am now genuinely curious. How does the share zone manage to get away with saying bitch so often? I quite enjoy their posts and hadn't really thought about that before. I think they get away from it for two reasons. Away, f- f- they get they get away for with it mm-hmm. for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus! Uh, the first is that they are parroting the forms very obviously of that sort of shitty skeleton picture, whatever thing. And they're using the language of that in a way that makes fun of it. And it's very clear that that's what the joke is. No one is thinking that they're doing it sincerely. They are making fun of that sort of thing. Yeah, of the like second- the... Uh, the oh, I, I can't even think of like one of those fucking shirts that they sell on Facebook, you know? They suck. Um, they're all terrible. but And they're all this weird, hyper-masculine, very aggressive posturing, which is what they're taking the piss out of. And they never do it in a way where it feels like they're doing it because it's fun. It's always clear that they're making fun of it, mm-hmm. uh, which I think makes a huge difference. And I also think they get away with it because every single thing they post makes it very clear that it's coming from a good place. Yeah. I think uh, the 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 account or the whole concept or whatever itself is also like genderless 
You know, yeah. In the, like everything is always being said by a skeleton. It's not, but like, I, I was thinking about this as well. I think there's several several possibilities here. One of which is, um, like, I th- I think that there are terms which, a little while ago, people were trying to cast as like, oh, they don't really mean the bad thing. We're we're making them mean something else, like, um, you know, like people saying like retard or fag or whatever. You know, those those are things where I think people, for a while, were were trying to do like the South Park thing of saying, oh, fag doesn't mean uh, slur against gay people. It just means someone who's acting like a dickhead. Um, and yeah, same same thing for like retard where I think a lot of people started off going but apologies to anyone if I'm meant to be saying R word or anything like that um, but yeah I think a, a lot of people also sort of went oh we just said that growing up we didn't mean anything specific about it or you know we didn't mean like this this is my favorite misguided one we didn't mean insult about developmentally disabled person we meant stupid idiot you're like yeah that's that's part of the problem. Um, however, I th- I think I think for a lot of people these days that like bitch is more in the the like the way a lot of people use it is more in the realms of like the big dick energy thing. Where on its surface it's gendered, but in its usage it's very much not. Like I yeah. think that the way the way a lot of people a lot of younger people would like use and say bitch as in um like i'm tr- i'm trying to think of an example but yeah even even the exactly the kind of stuff this question is about the 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 share zone stuff um calling in lake to work bitch um yeah that that stuff is very very clearly like you were saying ben very clearly not coming from a place where it's like insulting someone on the basis of you have the qualities of a woman like that's very clearly not how people use it in that sense whereas if somebody were to for example say to a woman you're acting like a real bitch right now um that would be very very different as far as the usage goes but yeah i think it's i think it's more like that big dick energy kind of thing um where i i feel like the the half the joke of the big dick energy thing is deliberately separating it from gender yeah you know what do you think Theo yes hmm. thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear we have a follow up here from wife of the show Brick Dust Otis on our previous episode oh no dun dun um, with a friend of the show, Eleanor Robertson, we were asked a question from Brick Dust Otis about uh, whether or not he is valid for for drinking his mug of warm, uh, warm rock star energy drink every morning. And we all said, oh. gross, gross, you big sicko. You, you're valid, but also <clears throat> please have some self-respect. Hmm. Brickdust Otis says, after being roundly owned by my wife's, I now drink tea. Please recommend me some good tea and tissues for the wiping of my many tears. I'm a a tea basic. Mm -hmm. 
Big uh, basic, like basic tea bitch. The, f- the fucking, the regular ass Dilmar that you buy in packs of 10,000 uh, is my favorite yeah. shit in the world. I feel like the more in bulk tea is actually the better it is. That's my feeling as well. Yeah. I, I agree. Like at least it's fine. I'm not really like a T2 kind of guy. Not really. No, He's, it's all, it's a scam. It, it is a scam. You want to know why? Any of those motherfuckers, you open them up, you pop them open, and you go, "Oh my goodness, this smells like grape-flavored juju bean." Yeah, fucking don't trick uh, me oh, with that shit. If tea, like, if the leaves smell like beautiful raspberries, and then the uh, tea no. just tastes like tea, you, you have sm- been a it, monster. Exactly, you smell it, and you go, "Ooh, this is like um, f- fruity, fruity pastilles," and then you put <laughs> water in it, and you go, "It tastes like hot water." Um, that said, I've been treating myself lately with some good old-fashioned English breakfast tea. But I've been putting two tea bags in that motherfucker, making them real strong. Oh yeah, making it super mm. strong. Big dose of milk, double bit of bag sugar, it. bit of sugar for a little treat, little treat. Um, beyond that, I like to drink jasmine tea. Thick, like just just straight up uh, Chinese restaurant grade jasmine tea. Uh, I enjoy it. You can drink a whole lot of it. You can go nuts on that shit. It's very cheap. Um, and I only learned very recently that jasmine tea is just green tea flavored with uh, jasmine flowers. Huh. I, th- I thought it was made from jasmine, I guess. I don't know what the fuck I thought. But uh turns out it's just a, a flavored variation of green tea. I do not care... For, like, the Japanese-style green tea, that kind of oh, smoky... Matcha. No, it's okay. Eh, not to me. Not I to don't me. Think, I, think it's like, I think it's like whiskey, right? I don't know if that you could say... You're supposed to drink it extremely slowly. I don't know if you could say no to someone saying, I don't care for something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it remains true that he doesn't care for it. I'm, well, I'm just going to say, I, I, don't like, I don't like matcha across the board. Oh, what about, like... In an ice cream? Matcha ice cream? In, in like, that shit oh, is the fucking serve? next mm. level. Yeah, oh. I can, I can, I can go like some green tea ice cream, but um. Oh, so you can. The, the ice cream, yes, and then beyond that, I'm just like, give me a fucking break. I'll have normal cheesecake, thank you. <laughs> give me some fucking regular ass cheesecake. Um, but yeah, I've I've been having having a bit of um some kind of white tea. Oh, which... milk. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I mean. Um, so I don't know, some kind of, some kind of tea. Theo, you got any, any favorite kind of tea? Yeah, no, no, like I said, I mean, I like the cheap stuff. Um, Earl Grey at a push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's so simple. There's nothing, there's nothing to it and there's no improving it. So what are you going to do? Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just Tetley's. In a bag, in the cup, dash of milk. And when it comes to as tissues, strong as possible. When it comes to tissues, um, uh, look, you might be thinking to yourself, "Yes, Kleenex with aloe vera to soothe my sore nose is a good also idea." Also, a scam. Well, not only is it a scam, but I can't clean my glasses with that shit. I like to clean my glasses with just a fresh tissue. You can get all the shit off your glasses with it. If you get the one, like the aloe vera type 
uh, tissues. It just it just rubs like a, a layer of greasy yes. film onto yeah, your you, shit. You got to get the plain ones for that for sure. That's right. I just want some plain ass tissues. I go wild, unless um, unless you are actually in the grip of a severe cold, but. You have specified that you are merely using them for wiping away your tears, so I think the aloe vera is overkill. Also, you don't want, like, the eucalyptus ones, me dabbing in your eyes with those. That's no good. You know? Uh, and, of course, and of course, I've got to have my tissues man size. Oh, yeah, of course. Got to have my big, my big dick tissues. Fucking hell. I... Uh, there's, is that one of those situations where it's fine for me to um, think it's dumb that people are mad at man-sized tissues and to think that it's dumb for people to get angry that mad man-sized tissues had their name changed? Can I just think the whole thing is fucking stupid? It's just, yes. it's paper. It's soft paper. Uh, my snot goes in there. Yeah, but I don't want people to think I'm using tissues for pussies. I don't really feel about it. I think they're tampons. <sighs> like, Good one, Theo. Well, I just, <laughs> just saw tissues for pussies. <laughs> Trademark. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I love like just, you know, when that story was going around about like them changing the the name of man-sized tissues because people. Did were they like, just change hey, it to? Big tissues. Yeah, um, people were like, "Oh, what are we gonna? What are we gonna change it to? Uh, uh, gen- gender neutral tissues and shit." And I'm like, "How about? Um, hey, have you ever seen this applied to any retail product? Fucking ever? Extra large tissues. Big ass tissues. Mm. That's fine. That's all they are. So just it's bigger than the other ones. A A four well, tissues. Here's an idea: two tissues. Hmm." I do, I do like to, I do like to have two tissues personally because of all my powerful snots. <clears throat> let's uh, let's blast through a few more here. Uh, friend of the show, TK Donut, says, uh, "What are each of your favourite Australian rappers and what's their best song?" Trick question. There are no good Australian rappers. Absolutely no good Australian rappers. Uh, you fucked up. Who's the main guy from Twelve Hundred Techniques? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's got to be. I, I mean, re- I, no, I refuse to compromise on this position. I will not listen to Australian rap, or if you prefer, skip hop. Look on I a very, on a personal level, <laughs> Briggs is the fucking coolest guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, no that's you got true. me there. No, you got, got me there. Yeah. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely get owned on this one and say. I quite enjoyed listening to uh, that AB original album last year. So that's yeah, the it, winner. It that's the winner. I feel like um, I've just I've got a very nagging sensation that I'm forgetting some people. Um, well, here's here's my issue, right? It's and this is this is this one's tricky, right? Um, I, I find a lot of the. Uh, like a lot of Australian hip hop of the stuff that I've listened to it's like that it doesn't have the grounding in whatever kind of like culture that American hip hop does so like you know it just turns into the Hilltop Hoods type I like hip hop and also partying kind of rap 
Where yeah, it's just a lot like, of it's very kind of corny as well. And I think I don't know was it the YKS guys? Maybe they were talking about like the the talking about like German number one rule in yeah yeah that's right yeah and like the number one rule in in hip hop is like don't be corny in Australian hip hop like white hip hop is it's so corny like they've they've got all these like overproduced choruses and they're all about fucking hoverboards or not going to school or whatever. like it's just like there's no there's no teeth to it um, yeah whereas like that AB original album had fucking teeth because they like had some actual shit to talk about that's right and i kind of get the sense that a lot of (laughs) i could be wrong i'm sure somebody's gonna get up my ass about this and say oh but have you have you listened to these 16 albums and i'll tell you this i don't want it we don't want (laughs) almost certainly wrong i would like to say this up top that this is not something any of us are particularly familiar with it's not like we have done deep dives into this and because I mean, this is Australian hip hop has largely been something that's picked up by Australia's immigrant communities. We are all very insulated from that and very removed from that. Yeah, so this I is feel, something. I feel like what we get hip hop wise is through the lens of Triple J. Yes, and the Triple J shit sucks us. Yeah, but on, but also on a completely surface level, like Australian hip hop to me is like suddenly hearing. Rebel Wilson's Australian accent in the middle of like a Hollywood blockbuster movie. I find the Australian accent in general just pulls me out of things because well, I that's, don't. That's exactly my point, though, is that like if 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 I'm watching like you know a fucking like like a like that ridiculous Michael Bay movie Pain and Gain, and then suddenly just in the middle of it, there's Rebel Wilson going, "Oh, I like black guys." In a just regular ass voice doing a weird, uh, like, racist thing because it's a Michael Bay movie. It has to be a racist joke. Um, but yeah, like you said, it just pulls me right out of it. And that's yeah, exactly like, how it's like Australian when you go to walk on a, on a tread, on a, um, escalator and the escalator's stopped, but you don't know it's stopped. You go, and your brain just gets, yeah, there's just that moment of whiplash when you hear an Australian accent in, in a, in a movie or what have you. And like, I don't know about you guys, but are you like totally incapable of of now telling what a real and not real Australian accent is in media? Like in, uh, I mean, if it's like, very bad, like it is in the new season, The Good Place, or the first couple of episodes. The Good Place. I'm oh, sorry. Are That's you right. talk, are you talking about like someone who's not Australian doing an Australian accent? No, I, I'm t- I'm t- I'm talking about the total inability now for me to tell the difference. Just because I'm so used to Americans doing Australian accents that that like there's sound there's there's voices that I hear in real life and there's voices on TV and like there's this this dividing wall in my brain between the two of them. So when like an accent on TV is like when I hear an accent in like American TV or what have you, an Australian accent. I, I have no faculty for telling whether it's good any or, or good or bad anymore. Hmm. I'll tell you what fucks me up is um, my five-year-old daughter, when she either like says a thing that she heard on TV or is just singing songs like off the radio, she sings them in an American accent. 
and and she'll like say say a phrase that a character on a show says and she says it in an american accent and i'm always like oh like does and and i have no idea if she is aware of doing it in any sense i'm sure she or isn't well yeah like uh well i'm sure for example that she doesn't even get the difference between an australian and a, an american accent or whatever um but but again, um, you know, we might have talked about this before. I imagine that that's why, for example, a lot of um, a lot of Australian actors go to America and just do American accents, and it's fine, and people can't tell. Whereas if you take an American and go do an Australian accent, like you know, ninety eight times out of a hundred, it fucking sucks, and it's extremely clear very quickly <laughs> what's happening. And I assume that's purely because of, you know, like Australians are saturated with American pop culture from a really young age, whatever percentage of your entertainment is that. Um, whereas like, you know, the, the only, the only Australian shit that Americans are aware of, I would have thought, you know, I'm talking, I, I guess, more in the recent past as opposed to now, for example, where Americans could be listening to an Australian podcast. Hmm. Who would have thunk it? You know? They shouldn't, though. You shouldn't. You don't want to learn all of our secrets. No. Our horrible Australian secrets. No, if you do want to know, uh, go on go on eBay and see if you can purchase um, the complete season of uh, collection of um, Water Rats. <laughs> Just really get you started. Uh, yeah, um, my my wife's been watching the 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 Bachelorette new season of the Bachelorette. Big pile of dog shit makes me makes me crazy. Makes me yell. Um, just yell around the house. But um, but it, like it means that she'll have the TV on and there's ads from like free to air TV going. Uh, so I see oh. ads. I see ads for just like Australian dramas and shit. And straight away, I was like, "Hey, is that that guy for, who was on Heartbreak High and later Water Rats?" Probably was Kurt from Heartbreak High, if you remember him. I do. We've only got seven actors. Yeah, it's true. Although I'll tell you what, fucking Draz, Drazik from Heartbreak High, um, he's in all the shit now. I've, I've got a stepbrother named Drazik. <laughs> Do you really? Excellent. I do. Bless his heart. <laughs> well, um, well, that actor, uh, what's his? He's got like a a very Slavic name, doesn't he? It's, it's what is his fucking name? Like Bogdan or something. Um, but yeah, that dude's in like um, he was in one of the Captain America movies. He was in like uh the the. Oh, it's not Bogdan at all. It's Callan. Callan Mulvey. Wow. That's an extremely non-Slavic name. I apologize, everybody. Um, but yeah, You're he was in getting, like... always getting him and Milosevic mixed up. And... Yeah. He was in uh, Captain America, The I Winter Soldier. He, he was in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was in Warcraft, the Warcraft movie. Oh, God. Directed I by Duncan Jones. What the sucked. fuck was up with that movie? It could have been so much fun, and it was just such a fucking horrible piece of shit. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He he helped kill Osama really? bin Laden, and then that was nice of him. Lots of lots of big ass movies. Not a nice Very guy. 
that Osama Not- bin Laden? Oh, I thought you were talking about Callan Mulvey. Oh, I don't know. But if you helped kill Osama bin Laden... It's all right by you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah. my usual metric for measuring how good people are. That's right, folks. Ben is now a fan of um, unsanctioned extrajudicial killings. So, just, just chalk that one up to him and show canon. Oh, it looks like we're up to about an hour and 11 minutes. Time to turn off the podcast. Yep. That's right, folks. Um... Look, let's be real. It's been a pretty pretty unfocused episode as they go. But let's be honest, everything that was happening in the news this week was just fucking dumb. It sucked. There was a lot of dumb shit and it was fucking stupid. You know what? I'm going to rattle it off. Tony Abbott uh, was a fucking weird guy. One of the parliamentary cameramen or whatever put up a video of him being weird for a minute and he was real fucking weird. Scott Morrison put up a bunch of videos where he was really patronizing and there was like fake 80s political ads. Uh, Fraser Anning was kicked out of Catter's Australian party. Uh, fucking, that's it. I don't care what else happened. Uh, your crime pass for this week is, it's okay to not watch the news. Just fucking check out for a week. Just give yourself a break, you know? If you uh, if you were tuning in hoping to hear some kind of recap of the very important Wentworth by-election, um, you can subscribe on patreon.com forward slash Bunta Vista in order to hear me and Theo do that very thing uh, between this episode and the previous episode. So get on over there if you're interested in all that kind of bullshit. Uh, but if not, don't, because otherwise you'll you'll just be paying money for a thing that you've already stated that you're not interested in. It'd be madness. Wouldn't make any sense. So until next week, folks, stop stop looking at the news for a minute. It sucks. It fucking sucks. I feel like Australia is just stuck in a state where we're all just waiting for the next election to happen. We are in extremely uh, lame duck territory with this government. They are just a big fucking mess. They don't know what they're doing. They are eating each other alive. Their approval ratings are in the toilets and sink further in every week. So on one hand, we can all take some satisfaction in knowing that uh, I guess, you know, there'll be a fucking bullet put in it sooner rather than later. But also, we're still going to have to wait anywhere up to six months for that shit. So... Enjoy that. And on that note, uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.